very special episode of Ghosts, I guess? Today, we will bring you a collection of ghost stories that have been submitted to us from friends and followers. Thank you, Braylon, Jessica, and my mom and dad for sharing these stories with us. We are always accepting ghost stories from friends and followers, and we'll have more compilation episodes like this in the future. If you're interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram or by emailing us at ghostsiguess at gmail.com. Enjoy! Hi everyone, um, my name is Braylon and I'm from Portage Prairie in Manitoba and that is also where my spooky story is from. Uh, it's a little bit spooky but it's also like kind of wholesome a little bit. So okay, it was I was in high school so which is probably like uh, 10, 10-ish years ago now and I was um, probably 17 or 18 and it was in October-ish, but it was one of those super cold October days that it was like minus 20 already um, and we had snow on the ground already. So I was at this house party and I was drinking because somebody was supposed to be driving me home. And then when I found her, she was absolutely wasted and I'm like, and I had stopped drinking at the time. I'm like, okay, great. Now, like, I need somebody to take me home. My car is way on the other side of town so I ended up getting this girl who lived next door. Her mom actually came and picked me up and took me to my car, which is hilarious in itself. So anyways, so I'm 17. You're not allowed to blow over, what is it, like 0.02 or something, whatever it is. So I was all sketched out because I I wasn't drunk, but I didn't want to drive through town and accidentally like blow over that, like, your limit zero for the first however long of having your license. So I figured I would take the back roads out of town because where my car was was right on the edge of town. And it's all like dirt, gravel, like mile roads because I live just on the outside of town on the other direction. So okay, that's fine. So I'm going down all these gravel roads that are like icy and slippery because it had been like kind of raining and then froze overnight now it's stupid cold out so I had gone like four or five miles and I have probably two to go like I've turned down my road and for it's probably a two mile stretch I live right close just on the outside of town at the end of this road so where I have turned on there is no nobody lives here like these are just like farm fields and like some there's some guy's house like a mile in the other direction and some guy's house a mile in the other direction it's like 3 30 in the morning so and it's pitch black outside so like nobody should be here that's kind of what I'm getting that like if you walked from town it would be a really long walk if you started from town like where the people are to get out here so okay I'm driving and I see my you know I'm on my road I'm going to my house and then I see there is a man walking on the side of the road that I'm driving on and I'm like what the fuck like no who's out here nobody's out here nobody walks down this road and um I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer and it's like not like this guy's not stumbling he's not drunk he's not you know acting weird 
He's just walking very straight and he's got like clean, clean, like pressed jeans on, like clean boots. Um, and he's got this long, like uh, dark leather oilskin slicker looking thing. And I can't remember if he was wearing a hat or not, but you could tell it was a man. So I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who? nobody should be here. Who is this? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? So I'm going really slow, and I pass him, and I turn to look in my, like, taillights to see, like, what this guy looks like. And he is gone. He's gone. There is nobody there. And my heart, like, went in my throat, and I, like, slammed on the gas, and I zipped all the way home. Like, my, I could feel my heart beating in my throat. I was so fucking scared, because where did he go in the three seconds it took me to pass him? Pulled into my yard, and I, like, ran in the house, right? Like, I can't even walk the ten steps up my, <laughs> up my sidewalk. I sprint into the house. And I lived with my grandmother at the time. And she, you know, like old people don't really sleep. So she was awake and I get in there and I'm like, oh my God, like lock all the doors. There's like a man on the road and I passed him and then he was gone. Like what that, like told her the whole story, right? And so she's like, okay, I need you to go downstairs. Like my, my bedroom's in the basement and go into like the storage part of your closet and see if that, that jacket that he was wearing, see if it's in there. And I'm like, that, like, why, why would it be in there? And she goes, I, I think that was your uncle. My uncle had passed away when I was pretty young, about maybe five or six kind of deal. I, like, I remembered him enough. But anyway, so yeah, I went downstairs and that fucking jacket, that oilskin jacket was hanging in my closet. And I'm like, oh my God. So that is my ghost story. And it's a little wholesome at the end because I have seen several tarot card readers and mediums and they've all said that that uncle is kind of my my person, right? Who's followed me throughout my life. So that that makes sense. And again, what my grandmother had said at the time was like, you weren't really supposed, you're not really supposed to take those roads when they get icy. Like the ditches are really steep. If you go in the ditch, like you're not getting out kind of thing. And um, she's like, you weren't really supposed to be down there. Like, I think that's why he showed up because you were supposed to, you know, like be careful kind of thing. Like, well, I did like absolutely gun it after passing him but that's besides the point but uh yeah so that that's my spooky ghost story a little bit wholesome at the end and uh ta-da hi my name is jessica and i live in winnipeg this is my ghost story so I moved into my apartment um, and the lady that used to live in here before me unfortunately passed away. So I knew going into the apartment that there was somebody who passed away before me. So I moved in and right away I felt kind of like there was a little bit of a presence in my apartment, but I didn't really think anything of it. Um, but then things started happening. So when I moved into my apartment, I one day randomly found an earring that was placed on my windowsill, even though that was not there uh, a couple days before I moved in because I had um, access to go into my apartment and that was not there. Um, so I kind of thought maybe that was just a little bit of like a gift from the ghost to be like, oh, you're welcome here. 
Um, so my friend came over a couple weeks later and we decided to sage the apartment. Well, when we saged the apartment, whatever is here was not happy. And as we were saging, I have a little, um, little hook that goes on the door to protect myself. The hook got pushed over and it was in a state where it wouldn't have just fallen over by itself. It was pushed. It's very heavy to be pushed over. So since then, little things like that have transpired but I just choose to live with the ghost that's here. Um, and I've told whatever is here that I don't want to see it. And for the most part, I've been fine. Um, in the summertime, I had all my windows closed. And I was almost asleep. And my door opened by itself. I was laying in bed, kind of shocked that it was happening. And... Eventually, I jumped off my bed and slammed the door shut. So there have been a few creepy disturbances in my apartment, to say the least. But I still live here, and the ghosts in me are just chilling. That is my ghost story. A special note about the ghost stories from mom and dad. I had previously recounted two of these stories to Rachel on previous episodes based on what had been told to me as a child and what I remembered over the years. When my parents came for a visit recently, I wanted to get the actual stories direct from their mouths and memories. I was amazed at what details had remained the same and what details were literally entirely different. Most of all, the fire in the field story was 100% creepier when they retold it. I'm so glad to have these stories documented. Enjoy. Dad, tell me your spooky story. Yes. This one came to your life the other day. Yes. Wait, I can. Okay, let me see. Okay, we left, driving back from Newfoundland one year, probably around 25, 30 years ago. And it's getting pretty tired. We're getting through driving on Highway 20 through Quebec. And all of a sudden, I'm really tired. And all of a sudden, Right before me, great hand comes right up to the windshield. Just like that. I hit the brakes. And I woke right up. And, and that's, uh, that was like a close call. Like a warning. It was like a warning that I should pull over and have a rest, which I did. I got in and walked around the car a couple times felt okay and went to, we drove to the hotel. And that's pretty well it that I can remember now. I'm old. What about the, the in the hospital? Which one? Which, what happened? When you got sick as a little boy. 
oh, it's kind of weird because what happened was back then they didn't have any plastic tubes. They had a glass tubes, and I had appendicitis that broke, and back then that was serious. Poison going through your system. So I was in the bed, and the nurse was in and does whatever she usually do. I'm like four years old. And she went out and left the side of the bed down. And I rolled out of the bed, and the glass tubes broke off inside of me. And apparently, I had died for like five minutes while the doctors were trying to stop the bleeding and get the tubes and everything put back into me. And I was like floating. I could see, I could look down and see the doctors and nurses all working on me, trying to, to get me alive again, right? And I remember that to this day. I remember that. And yeah, that's about it. I know there's a guy, Irving, in the bed next to me. That's the only other things I remember from my hospital experience there. Okay, and now? Which one will I tell you about? The one uh, who was driving home for driving through Quebec, through Quebec okay. City. Yeah, you can tell that one. Okay. Well, in 1973, we were driving home to Newfoundland to see our parents. And it was at that time, we were young, so we just kept driving and driving. And we were driving, and it was about 12.30 at night. And I was looking out the window, and it was pitch dark, and it was just all trees in that around in Quebec City. No. In Quebec. In Quebec, I'm sorry. And uh, when I was looking out, all of a sudden I see, to me, it looked like the Blessed Virgin Mary, the way everything was blowing and that so I, I told her her, her gown and White yeah, gowns oh yeah and uh, so I told Gerald and Gerald looked over and he said Whoo! and he slammed on his brakes and he backed up to where we seen this thing in the middle of the, the trees and that and it was nothing there not a thing there it was very, very scary. And I, of course, then I got nervous and I just wanted Gerald to keep driving, but Gerald wanted to circle around and go, like, put his high beams out there to see if he could see anything. And I started screaming and yelling, no, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. Gerald listened to me and we just went on. So that was it for that one. You said you thought it was the KKK. It could have been the KKK. Well, now I did when when, but was more. Uh, I was scared because, like back in the seventies, there was no solar lights or anything like that. This was out in the middle of the woods, right? Yeah, and the statue or whatever was had its arms out. Arms out, but all of the back, all of this was blowing. Winds blowing. Uh, and she was dress. all lit up, but like it was, um, it wasn't that we could see her, 
It was just a... The image. The image of her. What? It was just a nimmy japper. You both saw it? Yes. Oh, yeah, I see it yes. Too. As you were driving by. As yeah. we were driving by. I made the other out. I looked to the right and I seen And then you backed up I right said, away? Oh, Gerald. Yeah, I said, oh, we got to go back and see. How far did like you drive me. past? Oh, so, enough to slow down. We'd say drive we were, down on her. Yeah. So I didn't jam on the brakes, but I slowed down quickly. And then we backed up. And it was gone. It was gone. It was all lit up. It was, yeah, it was all lit up, and and I was feared. So then I said, well, I'll, show, you know, I'll shine the lights in there from the mm-hmm. headlights, right? And no, no, I turned, started to turn around, I went into panic mode. Yeah. So I had to leave. So we never yeah. did. But there, it was in the middle of nowhere. There was no yeah. hydro. No it was just up, like all trees, like when you're driving, and you're on a road that just will... Coming up your own. It's just all trees. And that was about it for that one. So many of them. But like, oh, the beachy board, I still would get the goose shivers from that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was. Um, well, it was this woman. She was blind. And she always wanted the Ouija board out. And uh, me... And my mom and my sister Helen went over there, and she was there saying, I, I want to do the Ouija board. And I was saying, no, Mom, let's go home. I want to go home because I heard so much about this Ouija board. And she, she sang out to me, and she said, well, she said, you're going to have two children <laughs> in the 70s and in the 80s. And I got so scared that I just ran and started running home because I didn't want to hear nothing because I was afraid that something was going to come out at me and and take me. <laughs> I was so nervous. So that was it for that. That was only that part of it that I was scared of, right? And what was the next one? I just... I just remember one time when I was uh, young, we were all playing uh, hide-and-go-seek, and uh, I really wanted to scare two, two of the girls that were playing hide-and-go-seek with me. And so I was across the street from our house in Newfoundland, and in fact, they had some old cars, and the way the, they had the fences like anybody walking down, they couldn't see. So I was down, right down, and waiting for him to come. I heard him coming. And uh, just as I heard him coming, I just got this weird feeling. And then when I turned around, this thing came up from the back of the car and started going, ah. And like, it looked like it was the eyes. I don't know if they were red or they were just glowing eyes and I started screaming Mm -hmm. and the girls asked me what was wrong. I wouldn't tell them that I was trying to scare them and I just ran home and I was afraid to tell dad and mom because they would say it was so silly. And that was that. (laughs) I know dad used to get us around and when he was telling us stories like we were in the old house and we heard the cupboards, doors bang, and that. But 
we always thought that it might have been Kev or France, but then we realized Kev and France weren't around hmm. and that. And oh my God. You know, so like I used to get scared of that, but I was never afraid in the house. But like when Dad was telling his stories, uh, that uh, we heard the cupboard doors bang. Those are the main ones that I can remember. Yeah, the main ones. That's the ones that sticks in my mind a lot. Yeah. What about me at the waterfall? Oh, that one. Oh, my God, Kimberly, that one. And Mom, she she was feared. You were at the water slide, and uh, you were stepping in, and you started swimming like you were up like that. And so I was moving on and start talking to the woman next to me. And when I looked, all your hair was just up like that in the water, like all your hair and your hair was long, right? And I screamed and I grabbed you like that, but here your head and hauled you up on the way home. You said to me, you were up in grandma's room and that was my mom's room. And uh, she was going to be up in heaven, oh. and uh, she had a pink room, and you and her were talking for a while, and I was saying, I oh thought there was God. something about a bathroom. I painted, you wanted to paint the bathroom. No, this was my, you saying that you weren't, you were in mom's room up in heaven, but mom wasn't living there yet. That's weird. Yes, that was weird. And you kept insisting that it was mom's room and it was pink. And you said you were in there, but mom wasn't allowed to go in there yet. And then I said, Kimberly, can you tell that story to mom? And mom freaked out. She said, oh my God. She said, I wonder, did she died for a few seconds when you, when you were trying to grab her out, but I didn't think it was that long. Can you remember that, Joe? I don't remember. You can't remember that. Oh my God, what nerves! So that was for that one, and that really scared me for a long while because I was frightened to death. Then you know, you were telling Mom that uh, uh, you were in her room and. You painted it, or you painted it pink, or it was pink, and but mom wasn't allowed to go in there yet. That's weird. That's what you said. There's Sorry. more. Yeah. I just can't remember. Just a few good ones, anyway. <laughs>